0: Hello, Shesh Chaji. Hi, Adibya. Hi, welcome to Love is Cancer and ZenOnco.io. Thank you. And this is our Cancer Link Journey Talks, where we invite speakers who have gone through cancer, maybe as patients, caregivers, or warriors like you, who have been through this journey, came out beautifully, and are inspiring other cancer patients and caregivers by sharing your journey. So, thank you so much for joining us. It's an honor to have you with us
1: thank you so much divya
0: so could you please start with your introduction and what were your symptoms and how it got diagnosed
1: okay so hi everyone i am shrestha like divya just introduced and uh, uh, my story starts uh, in 2019 when in june 2019 i uh, detected a small lump in my uh, left breast and I very conveniently ignored it, thinking I cannot be the one having breast cancer. Uh, That cancer which we all read about in news, one, because I'm too young, second, I'm absolutely fit, third, my family does not have any history of cancer. So I very conveniently ignored it for quite a long time, and after three months, I happened to visit my dermatologist for a routine visit. There I pointed out to her, Can you just check what is there in my left breast? Because I think this thing is increasing in size. So uh, she immediately did a physical examination. And the look on her face startled me because she looked worried. And she asked me to get a sonomammogram done immediately. So the urgency in her voice made me rush to the sonomammogram place. That is the nearest hospital um, near my place. And uh, I got this test done. The radiologist over there took a while to examine my left breast because she could detect something obviously there was this hardness and I was waiting for her to get over with it and share with me what was going on when once the report came it was showing something of a highest grade something which was multiplying fast but I could not understand what exactly it was I asked her what's the next step what is this So she said that you meet the oncosurgeon and I was like, where can I meet one oncosurgeon? She said, you would need to then research or otherwise you can come to our hospital. So I was then going back to my home with that report in my hand and I was thinking that this can be wrong. I can never get such a bad report card. And um, I was also wondering where the hell to find an oncologist, oncosurgeon. I came home. I shared the report with my husband and my family. I live in a joint family. So yes, just to tell you about my family, uh, I have uh, my kid who was two year old then. And um, my husband, my parents-in-law, that is my mother and father-in-law and who in law. So we live in a joint family in Mumbai. And uh, So I came back home, I shared the report, and we very conveniently on our dining table uh, rejected the report, saying that this cannot be true. Uh, However, the doubt, the seed of doubt was planted in my mind. So we decided that we will definitely pay a visit to an oncosurgeon and hear him say or her say that this is not cancer, what you have in your breast. Um, So uh, we started researching about the oncosurgeon, and I happened to message on my society group and a few other WhatsApp groups. Surprisingly, within 20 minutes, I got three references of oncosurgeons who deal with breast cancer. I was wondering, okay, in my society itself, this seems to be a really known disease. That's why people know such doctors. I researched on each of them. I zeroed on one of them, which I liked. The feedback, the reviews online were really good. I connected with that family which referred and I got to know that in my society itself, there was a breast cancer survivor. So that was a survivor family uh, which shared this with us and uh, um, we met them and they immediately connected us to a doctor uh, for an immediate appointment of the next day which we are very grateful for even now because they are the one who connected us to such an amazing doctor. Now, um, in fact, this is where I would also want to highlight the uh, importance of support group. So we all as survivors or the caregivers have this responsibility. Once we have gone through this disease, we openly talk about it and share proactively with people who unfortunately may be embarking on this journey. Because you as a survivor can help spread some light on the journey that is going to come. And also show them that yes, there is hope. Survival is possible at the end of it. So this gives strength that you can bear it all because yes, you can survive at the end of the day. Um, So yes. This was how we interacted and that family helped us. We connected to an oncosurgeon, there we went. He did a physical examination and uh, the physical examination made him think that it's a very small lump, so you really need not bother. This can be just pre-cancer. Just get a biopsy done so that we are sure this is not something spreading. Uh, And uh, we got the biopsy done. We came back to his room. He said, looks like uh, it is a stage one cancer because it's a little uh, more than what we were thinking and uh, to be on safer side, get a PET scan done so that we know it has not spread to any other organ. Mm-hmm. Next day, we got the PET scan done. We came back with the report. He says that good thing is that it has not spread. However, looks like it's a stage 2 cancer. So, I was like, okay, every time I meet you, the level of my cancer keeps on increasing and uh, so, yes, we were standing over there with the report in our hand. Every day, a new diagnostic test was affirming to us that there is this lung is cancerous and it was very clear. So, this is how the diagnosis happened from the symptoms to the final reports.
0: Okay. So, when you get to know that it's cancer, uh, how you took this? Uh, like, it's a shock for everyone. So, yes. how you took this news?
1: So like I told you, it was something which was slowly and steadily every day was getting reaffirmed to us that it is cancer. So it was not one day discovery uh, for us. Yes, on the very first day, it was a shock. And that time, I did not know what is going to happen, how serious or non-serious a cancer can be. I just know it from what I have heard about in news. Like I said, there was no case of family uh, cancer I have heard about earlier. So I was equally blank about what this disease brings with it. What I was thinking in that moment is that how much time do I have? Am I going to survive? Is that I have a week, a month, a year or what? I I was completely clueless. So yes, that is when I felt a little scared, um, thinking about what, what is next going to happen. And in that moment, I thought that if I'm going to die tomorrow, Would I have any regrets? And the answer that came was, yes, there would be many regrets. I don't think I have dipped my life completely the way I would want to. And uh, um, on that day itself, I decided that come what may, whether or not I'm going to survive or uh, whatever time I have, I am going to ensure that I'm living each and every day to the fullest. I'm giving my best to each and every day. So, In the journey also henceforth, that gave me the strength that I am going to give my best. And hence, I was able to withstand uh, whatever new surprises cancer journey was bringing to us. Coming to my family, yes, my husband was already there with me. And we met the survivor family, which helped us uh, feel better about the entire situation. My father-in-law was accompanying us in the doctor visit. So he was also day in and day out. He knew that what, how it was progressing. Um, my mother-in-law and boy-in-law, they were uh, at home. And since beginning, they were thinking that, no, everything, all these reports are wrong. You can cancer. They're uh, young. Ho, itne to fit. And uh, uh, it was difficult for them to digest. Yes, yeah. someone yeah. in our family can have cancer, and when on the final day it got reaffirmed that yes, this is cancer, so they were on the uh, crying mode, they were very emotional, they didn't know how to handle it. And as a parent, I can understand that what hurt the parents most is to see their child in pain mm-hmm. and uh, it breaks their heart to see that the child is suffering. Also, if they see that the child is able to withstand everything with a smile, that gives them strength. So I decided that I will not cry in front of my family. I will not fall weak in front of them because that will make them feel weak. And if they fall weak, I also again fall weak. So it was a circle, vicious circle that I am falling weak So they follow me. And if I see tears in their eyes, I also feel that I'm getting emotional and crying. So yes, I told them, I do not want you to cry. I want you to give it your best fight. We will all sail through it and we will survive. And coming to my parents who were there in Delhi and were totally unaware of what was going on in the last four, five days. To them, yes, it was a one day uh, revelation that was coming. So, we a WhatsApp call, kiya, my husband and I, we told them on the video call that this is how the things were unfolding in the last four days. And uh, this is what is diagnosed. I have diagnosed with stage 2 breast cancer and after four days is a surgery. So, my father's face fell down and my mother, she went out of the video camera because she could not hold back her tears. And again, I told them the same thing. See, I do not want you to cry. <clears throat> I want you to stand with a lot of strength because that is what will make me survive it. And they all agreed in silence. And till the very end, they gave a very tough fight to cancer. And I'm really proud of my family.
0: And now here you are. Yes. here. Sharing I am. your journey. <laughs> yeah. So then what treatment you underwent?
1: So I was detected after my lumpectomy, a histopath report came out and it said that the cancer is stage 3 and it is ERPR negative, HER2 positive. So given that the line of treatment that was given to me post the lumpectomy was chemotherapy of 6 months, wherein first 3 months were the 21 day cycle, 4 cycles of 21 days with EC drug. And it was followed by Taxol plus Herceptin drug for the next three months, every week. Mm -hmm. So 12 cycles of Taxol plus Herceptin. Post that, once the chemotherapy got over, uh, after six months, my radiation therapy started for a month. Every day I was going for radiation. And parallelly, my targeted therapy was on for next one year, wherein I was going for a drug infusion every 21 days. So, it was totally an affair of one and a half years uh, with cancer before uh, in November starting, I completed my treatment, November 2020. I completed my treatment and uh, the reports which came uh, said that, yes, there is no trace of cancer. I have to just keep on visiting the hospital once after every six months for uh, scans. Okay. okay. So congratulations. then.
0: Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So when you were diagnosed, it was stage one, and when you started your treatment, treatment it came to stage three.
1: So yes, uh, in the physical examination, doctor thought it was just pre-cancer, maybe stage zero. Biopsy pointed at something stage one type. The preliminary mm-hmm. biopsy report. When the final biopsy report came, it said that it's stage two. And when the histopath report came, after the cells were extracted from my breast during the surgery, and they were examined. So, the biopsy result at that time showed that these are stage 3 cancer and very aggressively multiplying. Okay.
0: And what were your side effects of your treatment?
1: So, different drugs and different treatments. So, with the lumpectomy, um, yes, as many breast cancer survivors would know, uh, your lymph nodes also get compromised and uh, they extract your lymph nodes too. So, in my case too, it was similar. From my left hand, the uh, lymph nodes have been removed. So, I have those uh, limitations that I cannot lift more than 5 kg. I have to ensure I do not get any bruises or mosquito bites on this hand because otherwise, it swells up. And uh, uh, apart from that, coming to the chemo uh, chemo side effect, there were multiple side effects like... (laughs) There was pain in leg after I used to come. I used to feel really weak for the first 3-4 days. I used to feel extremely nauseated. And it slowly used to wither out. Uh, as the effect of drug used to settle. So after 4-5 days, I used to feel better. And by the time next cycle used to arrive after 21 days, I used to feel ready for the next cycle. And yes, my hair was lost after uh, just uh, around the second cycle of EC was about to come. My hair started uh, going and uh, I got a clean shave done so that there is no mess at the home because I had a little kid also uh, who was here and I did not want any mess to be there. So uh, yes, these were some of the side effects with the EC regimen. After that with Taxol, the nausea was gone, but the pain was there. However, the weakness was a little lesser than what it was in the previous chemo cycle. Um, There was a lot of other effects. Because of drugs, I could not really sleep well at night. It used to be a challenge to fall asleep. Um, And uh, certain days, I was not able to walk. Certain days, I was not able to walk fast. But there were certain days when I could even attempt running. So uh, this is how the time was going. Um, The taste was gone from my tongue. And it came back only after the radiation, uh, after the chemo got over. And uh, uh, there were ulcers in the mouth. There were multiple symptoms, but they were short lived. I knew once the chemo is going to get over, things will be better. Yes, my blood counts also came down. I got WBC booster also uh, twice or thrice. So those things were there. But yes, definitely I took good care of my diet. So that really helped me overcome the side effects of chemotherapy. Then during the radiation, uh, there were little side effects in terms of uh, the fatigue. And yes, during chemo also, there was a lot of fatigue. During radiation, there was a fatigue which slowly came. There was a darkness of the area where the radiation was given. And a little softness, pain in the breast. I even got some fibroids in my left breast because of the radiation treatment. And slowly with time, it is fading off uh, now. Uh, so yeah, this is how it was. Um, it was this was a little summary of the side effects, but obviously you understand uh, how it will. Yeah.
0: So you know when you have so many physical uh, side effects, you go through a lot emotionally, and mentally too. So how you managed all such things?
1: Okay. So yes, there is a lot of emotional turmoil which also happened during this time. <clears throat> so there are three things I would want to highlight. One is connect with your loved one. you feel You connect with Share with them whatever you are going through. Whatever is bothering you, just share with them and get over it. Sharing really has healing effect. It helps you... Uh, Get the perspective of the other person, and also just getting two listening ears is itself healing, very relieving. So, please go ahead. I used to be of that sort who would not share their negative emotion with others. uh, That why to bother people and why would someone be interested in hearing it? But, however, I was wrong. We should always share whatever we are going through. So like they say, se hai, se kam hote so this is the kind of effect sharing has. Second one, connect with yourself. Connect more with yourself. So during this time, since your only focus is you, that you should get well, you would have even less responsibilities. So you will have more time to focus on what you like doing and spend time with it. If you like singing or dancing or walking or running, whatever you like, just do it. Spend time with yourself. Create something new. Some people I know, they created jewelry during this time. Some people created mandala art. So lots of things people did. Some people wrote poetry. I wrote blocks during this time. I discovered the writer in me during this time. It was a medium for me to vent out whatever I was going through, whatever emotional trauma maybe I was going through. Uh, it started as that, but once I started publishing my blog, they got accepted so well by the world that gave me a lot of encouragement. And once I saw that it is benefiting others, that itself was healing me. So you never know uh, what you do can help, how well it will help in your healing. So definitely don't think just do things that you feel you like doing so that is another and third and last one express gratitude you thank you feel happy that there are good things in your life even if you think that there are 100 negative things happening on a particular day to you and only one positive thing is happening Pura whole attention positive thing or, so cheeky, how blessed you are to have that thing. It is said that energy flows where our attention goes. So, if you want to invite positive energy in your life and in your family's life, you need to focus on the positive things rather than the negative things. Right? right. So with all your might, focus on those things that are unique and you feel have been a pleasant surprise in your day. Even if it is very uh, small thing like today, I could taste how the food was. Yesterday, I was not able to taste the food well because of the drug's effect. Today, the pain is less. I am grateful that I am able to walk today. Even if it is that small, it is really good because that will make you focus on the goodness and this is really healing. What I used to do is I made it a practice that every Sunday I will fill up the chit with what all good happened in my life in that week and I feel grateful for. So I used to fill up the chit and put it in a box. And after a an year, there were so many chit that got accum- accumulated and I could really see that wow, so much goodness flew, uh, came in my life and it really changed my perspective. Small, uh, Slowly, slowly it became a habit. To be thankful for things. And it is really important. In fact, cancer is such a disease that by default makes us start thinking that, wow, I'm so blessed that I'm alive. That itself is such a big blessing that, yes, I am alive today. So be grateful and you will feel better that nothing matters.
0: Yeah, Cancer gives us with uh, deep thinking and understanding. We don't take anything for granted after yeah. we go through that. So, apart from writing, what were the things that made you happy on your journey? Uh,
1: one of the biggest things was having my kid alongside. <clears throat> so, yes, uh, being a, a mother or a parent of kid uh, who was just two year old when I got diagnosed. One uh, thing that was bothering us was he. We did not want him to get ignored because of what journey we are starting with we don't want because he as a child needed a lot of care and attention from our end at that stage because he was just two years old we did not want him to suffer um, however uh, i would say that his presence actually turned out to be a boon for me i could sail through this entire journey because his happy face uh, his smile used to make me forget all my pains uh, and all the weakness that I was undergoing. Uh, if to give you an if I have to give you an example, there were days when after chemotherapy I was just lying on the bed hmm. because I just could not get up. My entire body used to pain, and uh, he would come to me and say, "Mamma, get up, mamma, get up," and I would get up from the bed and start walking with him. It used to make me feel uh, so relieved and so happy that I did not disappoint him. I lived up to his Mm -hmm. expectation. So those small, small happiness used to make us pass through those painful days. There were moments when uh, I used to come at night at 11 o'clock from my chemo treatment and he would keep on waiting at the door. And uh, when the door would open, he will hold my hand, take me to the bedroom and say, Mama, you sleep. So that was wow. to make me make my day. I used to forget what I just went through. So uh, this is what I would say was my biggest support during uh, my journey to keep me happy. And you know, when we
0: have such a small kid at home, uh, we need to take care that these uh, two situations wo not affect the situation. So it's a joyful environment. And cancer journey per पर घर में बहुत So how you used to take care of that?
1: तो जैसे मैंने आपको बताया, एक तो हमारे strict instruction दिया था मैंने कि कोई भी रोएगा नहीं। तो रोने का तो सवाली पैदा नहीं होता। हमारे पूरे एक साल में in presence of everyone कोई नहीं रोया है। तो बच्चे के सामने वो तो कहीं से भी there is something negative negative happening right but usko itna zarur pata tha ki mummy ki tabiyat theek nahi hai in his daily prayers he was putting uh, bhagwan ji please mummy ki tabiyat jaldi theek kar do so uh, this way uh, he knew ki mummy ki tabiyat thodi kharab hai but it's okay so usko ye pata hai ki mummy theek ho jayengi abhi rest kar rahi hai theek ho jayengi and i used to play with him so he was fine and over there my husband really stepped up my husband ensured that even after coming from office, uh, he is spending sufficient time daily because I could not give him time so that his learning, his milestones are not suffering. So my being on bed made my husband and my son bond get stronger. So mm-hmm. it was basically helpful in that way. So yes, yeah, this is how we ensured. <clears throat> so these were the small, small things we were doing.
0: Wow. So apart from your son, uh, what was your support system like friends, family, and hospital staff and all?
1: So yes, I would say the entire world was my support system because starting from my husband, my kid, my in-laws, my parents, everyone was supporting us. Um, and then when I started, uh, my friends, my colleagues, whoever knew about it, they were all uh, either spending time talking to me or giving me a visit at my home so that my time pass passed. And I also uh, get a different um, environment for some time rather than just seeing family members' faces full-time because I was not able to go to office and other places. Secondly, once I started writing and I decided to open up about my journey, I published my blogs. Now those blogs are read in many countries. So it has a global viewers- a readership. So uh, people have started commenting on it, started liking and following my blog. Uh, My long-lost friends have started praying for me. Uh, They keep a check uh, after every month or two that how am I doing. They all are my support system. And in fact, during this journey, I got to know about more people who have survived cancer because I chose to open up about my journey. So uh, that itself helped me learn that how people are coping up with it. So this way, entire world had been my support system, even if there is a uh, reader of my blog who might get to know that, just from this country, someone has read it and the person even has not commented. Still, it feels great to me that I could make a difference to that particular life by sharing what I learned in this journey. So yes, entire world has been the support system.
0: Wow. Wow. So you spoke about survivors that they uh, share their journey with you and uh, community support. So what is the importance of support to groups uh, according to you? And what is uh, what do you feel about the work and help Zain Ankurat, IU and levels Cancer are doing? Okay.
1: <clears throat> so uh, first of all, the support system is very, very important. And we all must play our role as a survivor, caregiver or if... We just have known someone among our friends to have met cancer, unfortunately. And we can offer hope to someone who is now embarking on this cancer journey through what we experienced from the previous person's experience. Right? This is very important hai because you that have survived. But early diagnosis, the survival possible. Hota hai. And chemotherapy, radiation, surgery, but just be strong, be brave. For me, yes, the support system was that family, first of all, which opened up to us about their journey and made it easier for us to go through our journey. Then, yes, the doctors. Uh, I luckily got a very chilled out doctor. And I would say that mm-hmm. is extremely important for a disease like cancer. When the uh, people are, patients are already scared, uh, having a chilled out doctor really helps. Uh, then my nursing staff, even in the corona time, they were uh, checking us so closely, dealing with us so closely and uh, doing their duties. All the chemo sessions, all the targeted therapy sessions, radiation sessions happened uh, during the corona time. And the most important thing I loved about my medical oh. staff, nursing staff was that when the chemo session was they dressing, they used to say, uh, God bless you. So every chemo session used to end with God bless you. And uh, this entire cancer journey has made me really value the blessings and wishes which come because I know that each and every blessing counts uh, Kahina though medical treatment, ke alawa, those mm-hmm. blessings also have a big role to play in ensuring that I am alive today. So definitely the entire support system was very important. Coming to what De- onco is doing, uh, I feel uh, one unique thing that I like about Zenonco uh, is that you are following an integrated approach. Follow kar rahe so rather than just on the medical uh, treatment part, you are following on the other areas. What are the diet areas, nutrition areas, physical fitness, um, the motivation, inspirations in terms of the survivor stories, creating hope among people, then about their emotional well-being, right? So, these all areas are equally important to heal completely from this disease and to ensure that you have rigorous treatment of cancer can get out of it So which is something uh, really does not always come into play. So, if you follow a holistic approach, follow karenge, to you will definitely reach on the other side, side of the finish line. Yeah. So, yes. And you are also
0: contributing
1: by sharing your journey. Sure. Yeah.
0: So, you know, when we go through any crisis in our life, it teaches us so many things. So, what are your lessons through your cancer journey?
1: So there are many life lessons I learned uh, during this journey. In fact, I would say इतने learn किए cancer journey में इतना कुछ learn किया जो लोगों को सालों लग जाता है समझने में जो cancer ने एक साल में ही दिखाया और दिखाया और वो सब कुछ जो मैने learn किया I have shared through my blog. Uh, you already have the link to my blog. You can share yeah. along with this video. Uh, I am sure it will, it will help many other people. Uh, in fact, now uh, I'm on a journey, and working on a manuscript. I uh, am looking forward to publish a book which will all be talking about the lessons which I learned in cancer journey. And the other people who cancer journey or not have any challenge can be able to learn a lot from it that in small ways changes we can overcome any challenge. And not only overcome it, we can make the challenge turn in our favor and help us in transforming our life for better. So yes, cancer in fact came as a teacher who gave me so many life lessons. If I have to talk about a couple of them, uh, that would be, um, they say that our fate is decided um, by this higher power, but our destiny is decided by the choices and decisions that we make. And cancer really showed me that so my fate gave me cancer. but how I treat it, how I take the entire journey, what I do in the entire journey was completely my choice, my decision. I could have chosen to cry or creep about what is happening to me. I could have chosen to ask Mera saath hua? why me? But Ukijaga, I chose to focus on Yabi voya, and how I can give my best to each and every day. Because when I finish the line, I don't want to look back and feel sad that I a better. Kar thi. I just want to look back with pride that wow, I did that. So yes, Cancer did teach me that there is no challenge. Ho. It's, you always have the choice. You always have the deci- decision power on what you want to do. So this is one of the very big lesson I learned from this journey. And you can read about more yes. in the blog.
0: Yeah, sure. Of course, I would love it too. And it's really amazing how you took everything. You. So what will be your message to cancer patients, caregivers and survivors?
1: Okay, so my message would be that for the uh, patient, especially first, begin with the end in mind. Even if you are in palliative care, if that that the doctor said that possible a choice how you want to be remembered once you are in your deathbed. I began this journey thinking that come what may, I will not go with any on in my deathbed. Even if that day is decades away or even if it is a month away. So, I would suggest or recommend you that always begin with the end in mind that we all come with an expiry date. So, what is in your hand is to give your best to each and every day. So, please do that. And to caregivers, I would say take care of yourself. Don't be too harsh on yourself while taking care of your loved one. Uh flight na? uh if you have a lot of oxygen, you will have oxygen. So, it is very important that you have a physical, emotional well-being ka rakhe, so that you have a loved one who will provide support and help. Kar so, please take care of your own health as well. Wow.
0: And if you have to sum up your journey in one sentence, then what would that be? i
1: would say thank you cancer for
0: healing me oh wow <laughs> amazing and thank you to sharing your journey with us it's really an honor that we got in chance to meet you and share listen to your journey
1: thank you thank you divya and thank you thenonko and uh, hope everyone listening to this video um, did gain find it useful and uh, would always be available if you need me thank you
0: yeah and looking forward to your book would love to read yeah. that thank you so thank much
1: you.
0: yeah of course <laughs> thank you so much you. have a great day
1: bye, bye.